Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Dao De Jing to uncover its timeless wisdom and apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm David Wang, executive coach and consultant. I'm joined by my co-host Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist and coder. Hello, Ian. Hey, David. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. And、uh, we are in Chapter Seventy Four. So yep, we've、uh, we've made it a long way. Exactly, exactly. And、uh, maybe we would start by、uh, reading、uh, the original text. Would you like to share that original? Sound of Dao De Jing with our reader, with our listeners.、That's, that sounds good. Min bu wei se, nai he, yi se ju zhi. Ro, shi min chang wei se, er wei qi zhi. Wu de zhi, er sha zhi, shu gan. 常有厮杀着杀，附带厮杀着杀，是为带大将着，附带大将着着，西游不赏其手矣。Perfect, perfect. Okay, great. So let me share with our listeners the、uh, a version of the translation. The people do not fear death. Why there? Why threaten them with death? Suppose the people always fear death. One who does strange things, I shall seize and kill. Then, who dares to do strange things? Killing is carried out by the executioner. To place the executioner and kill. Is like chopping wood, in place of the master carpenter. To chop wood in place of the master carpenter, rarely one does not hurt one's own hand. Well, maybe、um, let's explore this text a little bit, and.、Uh, You know, as I study this chapter, you know I'm intrigued by the way Laozi, you know, portray you know kind of people's psychology, how they、uh, feel about death. So, you know, one of the questions I have is, you know, when people in general people have anxiety. You know about death, but there comes a time when people kind of, you know, they're fearless when they when when death comes. So,、uh, in your、um, understanding of the world and in your observation, you know, when does that happen? Well, it seems like there's maybe two or three general. Categories that we could talk about 
Um, so the, the first one would be when people commit suicide, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the root uh, of that most of the time and is, is losing hope, mm-hmm. losing hope that there's a reason to keep going on. There can be a lot of reasons for that. It could be some sort of chronic pain, illness, or disease that there's no hope for recovery and every day is just kind of mm-hmm. suffering, which I think most of us, if we had a, a pet who was living that way, we would humanely mm-hmm. euthanize them, knowing that that would be the best thing to do. Um, and some countries are starting to make that easier for people knowing that that's the humane thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do. But then there's other situations where people lose hope, not because their bodies have become physically diseased, but they just lose hope that life can offer them anything Mm -hmm. meaningful and they decide to, to kill themselves. The other situation where I think people fear or quit fearing death would be trying to defend or or protect something that they care Mm -hmm. a a lot uh, about. Um, So a a parent who risks their own life to protect a a child would certainly be one of those um, cases where maybe there is fear there, but um, that fear is um, secondary to um, r- risking losing a life to to save someone, whether it's you know jumping in the water to rescue a drowning child or um, you know getting in the way of something that would cause harm, like a like a bullet to protect someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's um similar to that would be people who you know maybe they're fighting for their country against invaders or something like that and are are willing they they don't they go into battle not fearing death kind of believing you know i'm i'm going to do this to protect my my people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it sounds the two uh the the third scenario is something like you're dying for something, right? You're dying yeah. active for a cause that you care about. And then the, you know, the other two scenarios are kind of, you know, uh, losing hope. Uh, either mm-hmm. it's like to end suffering mm-hmm. of yourself or, mm-hmm. or losing hope about, uh, about life or about the world in general. Yeah, yeah. There, so I think we can group them that way too, that, that people stop fearing death either, either when mm-hmm. they lose hope or when they're willing to sacrifice themselves for something greater. Right, right, right. Well, that was perhaps, that was probably the case uh, in Laozi's time uh, because from history, you know, it was a very chaotic time, right? People, mm-hmm. kingdoms, uh, you know, it was really like prior end of the, uh, the, 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 the dynasty at that time was Zhou dynasty and it lasted, it lasted for 
altogether for 800 years. And, uh, but Laos lived during the time when the first part, the Western Zhou dynasty was kind of collapsed, uh, you know, losing its power. And then all the, uh, the families, you know, uh, that used to be the, the, the little kingdom that, you know, that got the, the land from, uh, Zhou, they fought with each other. And as mm -hmm. a part of that is, you know, people, a lot of people were dying and they, 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 they are fearless because yeah, death, uh, comes every day. So there's mm -hmm. a lot of suffering during that time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if it wasn't through war, starvation and famine, and it was just a horrible situation for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 To some extent, I, I see some, you know, similarities between, uh, the chaos then and, and uh, the world in general now, do you see that? Like when you read this, does that remind you of, you know, what's going on in our world? Well, definitely in some place like Afghanistan, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, when you see people clinging to the aircraft trying to get out of there because of, I mean, they're obviously saying like, Hey, you know, if I stay here, there's no hope. Right. My life, my life is going to be nothing. I would rather risk just trying to cling to the side of this aircraft, which is obviously not going to work. I mean, no one can can do that. But right. th th they felt like that was their only chance to to get out of that situation where it's just going to be oppression, war, probably starvation. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a horrible situation. Situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. I see, you know, over the past few, you know, days and the past week, you know, some, you know, pictures and, well, there are some pictures uh, I saw, which is quite, you know, moving, you know, mm -hmm. when the a kid was lying on the cargo floor and a soldier was putting on his uniform around that, mm. you know, little kid, you know, mm -hmm. some kind of, it's almost like a contrast of little corner of peace, you know, in that, you know, big chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But talking about that, you know, uh, in, in this chapter, Lao Tzu also talked about the Supreme executioner. What, what is he referring to? You think? Well, I think if we look at just ecology mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and look at how nature works, it it is the supreme executioner. It's not a, a personified thing. It's it's just the the nature of of nature. That yes, yes, yeah. For example, look at how many species there are look at how many species there have been mm -hmm. species come and go and even within within species mm -hmm. if you look at a lot of animals that um do sexually mm -hmm. reproduce mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. many of them produce 
hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of offspring mm -hmm. and even less than a tenth of a tenth of a percent will survive to to reproduce them mm -hmm. themselves so we can see that just the nature of nature is is for much of life to be wasted to be you know executed to be um to not make it and and obviously ultimately that's the case for all of us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so what i think louts is talking about here is just the natural flow of life when things are just left to be as they would would normally normally flow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, do you see that as a, that? So that is the, uh, a natural process. In other words, mm -hmm. you know, people, we human beings tend to project, you know, our own emotions, you know, onto what, what's, mm -hmm. what's going on. What yeah. you're saying is, um, you know, it's just, you know, part of the evolution, you know, the people or the species which are more adaptable, uh, they have uh, maybe a better chance of, uh, you know, last, you know, better chance of lasting longer. Yeah, and, and that gets really complicated too. But just even how um, nature doesn't seem to mind wasting just tons and tons of of life, for example, even, you know, fruit, fruit bearing trees that produce all this fruit and mm -hmm. seeds. And every year, the bulk of, of those will be executed, if you will, will not, they won't sprout, they won't grow, yeah. a very tiny fragment will come to, to seed and, and, mm -hmm. and grow. And so we can see that 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 nature one just has this desire for huge amounts of wasting and not necessarily caring that much about the individual the individual and like you were saying we we project so much emotion onto our own lives and and find it to be you know very precious which it is to us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but but nature is is the supreme executioner. It doesn't it it doesn't care about single individuals so much as broader patterns, broader um, just things in a at a at a broader scale. And there are references in you know throughout Tao Te Ching. You know I remember uh, Lao's talking about the heaven doesn't you know is in, impartial. In other words, does mm -hmm. not have that preference, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for one individual against the other or one country against the other, one group people, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, uh, you know, in reality, I was wondering, how do you, you know, reconcile that view? In, 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 in other words, you know, I think there sh should be some acceptance of, you know, how nature works this way. But talking about human society, you know, uh, we individuals or uh, uh, or group of people or countries, 
sometimes we can't help um, we can't help like doing it on behalf of nature in the name mm. of a you know a superpower mm. or something yeah. like that. Some and cause. That, yeah, some cause. And that itself causes suffering, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's almost like on top of whatever it is, you know, how nature works, we put another layer of what do you call it? Um, complexity. Yeah. Or, or like Lao Tzu might say, con contrivance. Yeah. 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 And that you know, causes suffering maybe for mm -hmm. whatever situation we are trying to, uh, trying to fix or trying to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, maybe even with our best intent, but also it backfires on us too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As in the, you know, in this chapter, it says, you know, you know, you just think you are a master uh, carpenter when you try to cut that wood, uh, you know, mm -hmm. trees, mm -hmm. you know, you hurt yourself. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, in some way, I thought immediately, you know, the thing that the uh, wars, the Afghanistan, you know, situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. You That's know, lead to, yeah. you, you lead to that, uh, that uh, kind of connection. So seeing all these, and perhaps this isn't, you know, definitely not the first time. It's in our lifetime we see an example of this, right? Or maybe even, you know, throughout history, there are things happening like that. Um, you know, maybe, um, you know, the great cultural revolution, you know, during mm -hmm. Mao's time, mm -hmm. or even the, the crusade back, you know, to the, maybe the middle middle ages you know those things i feel like it's always somebody that's trying to rally people around a ideology or an idea and do something yeah i mean and and i think it's i mean those are like the striking examples but i think if we actually just step out of our try to step out of our own Mm -hmm. conditioned minds for a little bit we'll see it's happening all the time now um and in a lot of different ways so what i'll do is i'll, I'll, I'll first just want to kind of re re rewind a little bit to a previous chapter and talk about what Lao Tzu thought was the ideal way for people to live and i forget which chapter it is but he said you know if if people were living according to Tao, mm -hmm. people would be living in small villages where you could hear the the cock crowing from maybe a nearby village but you would never run into each other you yeah. would know that they were there and and so Lao Tzu is pretty clear in saying like what he thinks human nature where it where it thrives and how we can align with Tao and and the funny thing is is that it aligns with how we evolved you know the quarter of a million years that we were mm -hmm. evolving as Homo sapiens before agriculture and all of this sort of thing. So so that's just that's that's keep that in mind that 
but that's what Lao Tzu saw was the beginning of the end for humanity when we we kind of started creating bigger civilizations and systems and processes and laws and war machines and mm -hmm. conscription private pr private property um, all these things is is what Lao Tzu saw that was the decline of human human the character of humanity began declining when all of that ar arose and that's kind of what this old book is about yeah so, yeah yeah so so even looking at how that's still happening today i mean like i'm i'm pretty comfortable today and you're probably pretty comfortable today and and life is is pretty good mm -hmm. you know but we're in you know wealthy the wealthiest country in 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 the world and you know we've um been fortunate enough to um you know work and um careers and and mm -hmm. that sort of thing kind of white collar work but if we look at all of the things that that have happened and where we're being led to whether it's communism or or capitalism or any kind of like political structure that's still built on um, the this this technological and industrial system that we have, even even going back to agriculture. I mean, mm -hmm. it's always been um, an elite group of people at the top who. Um, control and exploit everyone beneath them for the sake of the elite at the top and also just for the system itself. And so throughout time, that's led to, you know, conscription, taxing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. toil, um, lack of freedom, enslavement. Um, and more recently, e even... You know, there's there's people like Steven Pinker, for example, who, mm -hmm. you know, he he talks about how things have never been better and that. Right. You know, right. Yeah. And but I mean, you have to look at. I mean, he's looking at a very small timeline and choosing to look at. Um, at things in, in a way that's assuming that. um everything's just going to keep going in, in this direction mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and kind of ignoring the fact that, you know, climate change has been one of the results of the system that's extracting all of the resources out of the earth. That's trying to create this, I mean, the idealism that, that, that people can control nature and mm -hmm. doing all of the things that we're doing, that's, that's the, the idea of taking the place of the executioner. Hey, we can stop death. We, we can be immortal. Like we can, we can, if we just, you know, use more and more technology and master technology mm -hmm. and create a perfect society and create a perfect way of thinking and mm -hmm. and doing all this stuff you know we can stop death we can prevent death but 
you know, if you look at the situation in reality, I mean, you've got so much disease, cancer, heart disease, mm -hmm. Alzheimer's, respiratory disease. There's hospital mistakes are actually one of the biggest mm -hmm. causes of death. And then just look at the mental health problems that we have. I mean, su right. suicide, suicide, homicide, depression, anxiety, um, people feeling like wage slaves, mm -hmm. and, like working three jobs, just trying to make ends meet. And so the picture that Steven Pink Pinker paints is pretty different from one that it seems like everybody else is looking at. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. unless you're someone like Steven Pinker, right? Who's like, yeah, yeah. Including, uh, you know, actually his book is one of the favorites of, uh, Bill Gates and Gates yeah. said, you know, I'm, uh, eternal, you know, optimists so yeah. that, you know, seeing, you know, how things are, uh, you know, how, you know, people, you know, society is making progress. Right. Uh, kind of easy to do when you're a billionaire. I mean, yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's a different perspective. Uh, even though maybe in uh, in some respects, things are getting better, you know, mm -hmm. at least yeah. uh, we don't have to worry about like, you know, starvation or a lot of people, right? For, uh, yeah, I mean, even though there's still, I mean, there's a couple billion people on the planet that, yeah, you know, they're yeah. they're still worried about starvation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So really, it seems like the issue is uh, people, you know, at different, uh, you know, depending on their station of life, you know, they have a different perspectives on those mm -hmm. things. You know, uh, you know, they have uh, different uh, desires. I think for common people, they just want to, you know, have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, have their basic needs met and then mm -hmm. for people at the top they always want to have more mm -hmm. so do you see that as a kind of a disconnect between or it do you think you know it's even a more dire situation in terms of our human civilization the uh i mean the the big logic the big you know narrative underlying oh. the civilization yeah. oh yeah because you know the globalized economy as it's run now, and again, doesn't matter, capitalist, communist, whatever, it's all the same yeah. thing at, at this point, because we're talking about this globalized economy that's industrialized, that's extracting all yeah. of the resources yeah. out of the earth, that's, that's interconnected, where nothing is really local anymore yeah where yeah e everything is shipped around the world and yeah. pieced together and then shipped back around the world whether you're in china or cuba or venezuela yeah. or the u.s i mean it's that thing it's that thing where that's that's what we're trying that's what the the people at the top are trying to build to sustain all this wealth for the pe mainly for you know for the the people at the top the billionaires and again billionaires it doesn't matter whether you're capitalist communist whatever i mean a billionaire is a billionaire uh-huh um and to su sustain that trying to convince everyone that like it's this great future that we're 
heading into and just you know how wonderful it is and all these problems that we're solving but all right a lot know, of uh what do you call it uh, in you know in this great book uh the uh sapiens you know a lot mm -hmm. of um, uh, myth making in other yeah, words myth making yes. right you create a notion of money or you create mm -hmm. a notion of democracy and then mm -hmm. you spread that that idea and you build yeah. a lot of things around that idea mm -hmm. you know throughout hu human history uh, you know, according to the authors of that book, you know, this notion of like, say, in order for people to collaborate at a large scale, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you create God. God is, a, you know, according to mm -hmm. the author, is something, you know, human beings made up. Oh, yeah. Money, corporation, oh, yeah. yep. democracy. It's all made up. It's all made up. I mean, that's, it's the, <laughs> it's, yeah. that's the kind of the uh, key idea from that book. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's gotten us this far, and it seems like, you know, for people like you and I, yeah, it's great. And I admit, like today and this weekend, pretty, pretty nice. Like it's it's pretty nice li living in the myth. But we, you have to ignore a whole lot of stuff to um, just believe that that myth you have to ignore a lot of evidence to the, the uh, of other things going on in the world yeah yeah i think that's put you in a kind of a interesting situation uh personally i feel like on the one hand you know i need to recognize uh you know what's within my control and what's outside my control uh, mm -hmm. to have that peace in other words you know i need to take a day at a time right just look around the people, you know, I care and the environments. But at the same time, at the back of my mind, you know, I'm sure with a lot of people too, you know, we're all wondering what's going to happen. So that mm -hmm. kind of a, almost like a, a two realities, you have to kind of navigate or try to um, try to keep that, you know, at the same time in your mind. Mm -hmm. It's Tell me more about those two realities. Well, two reality. One, one is like the the really like the the reality I'm living in. In other words, mm -hmm. out of this chaos, as a human being, uh, you know, I'm trying to carve out a place, a time and space, uh, to live a life that uh, you know I I desire to live. Mm -hmm. In other words, like. You know, I don't want to listen to the to the news all the time because that mm -hmm. creates a lot of um, noises and ne negativity in my. So mm -hmm. every day I make a deliberate choice to focus on, you know, what's within my control. Yeah. But at the same time, I realize that I'm part of this bigger world mm -hmm. and a lot of things are going on are so out of my control, but those things are driving us toward maybe over a cliff or something. So yeah. that's the kind of the mindset yeah. I, I'm currently adopting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause there, yeah, it makes sense. Cause we, we do want to look at the reality of, okay, well, what is going on right now in front of me? That's important for our mental health and, and recognizing that. But then at a deeper level, looking at the interconnectedness and being like, oh, well, you know, me having 
however many computer devices I have that that all goes toward extraction of rare earth minerals mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. my, mining all of these resources that we know cause damage to the environment that a lot of times like people are used as disposable kind of workers to get the stuff out of out of the earth yeah um, the the conflict that might inevitably arise because i think like 95 percent plus of these minerals are controlled by china and so like what happens when you know there's only enough for maybe just like chinese people to have mm -hmm. these resources and you know we can see that interconnectedness that that our yes our lives how we perceive them daily are one thing but then our lifestyle the the decisions that our country is making that we're paying taxes into all that has an effect on the whole world exactly so to put it in another way i feel like on my part there's this uh awakened sense of what's going on in the larger world given that information flows over the internet right uh, mm -hmm. never before we have uh there's I, I think there's there's so much of a uh, information we can process so uh that helps i mean there is chaos but at the same time that helps us uh under understand things or at least helps me um make sense of things better um so that is the kind of the awareness I think what's, when it comes down to it, I feel like what does that awareness lead to? That is a big question mark. Is that aware, awareness of, of what's going on and the acceptance of it, is it just enough? You know, that's the whole purpose of life or based on that awareness, I can do something about it. I, I, the, 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 the biggest thing right now is you see so much going on and that you are, you know, you recognize it, it, it's feel like powerless in a sense to mm -hmm. effect the change mm -hmm. in a, in a meaning way, in a meaningful way. Of course I can, you know, recycle things. I can do small mm -hmm. things, but mm -hmm. other than that, you see this big machine is running and uh, you even see maybe there's some people you know, am I better at like this kind of a awareness or maybe I'm just like, like many people just even not conscious or aware about that and be part of the machine. You know, that's another kind of a conscious choice in a, in mm -hmm. a way you have to make mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Do you, are, do you want to be part of that structure or do you want to be, be aware and just watch and, uh, and recognizing that other than your own life, you can, you cannot do anything about it. Yeah. I think about stuff like this quite often. And, and I use Tao Te Ching to try to guide my decision. And well, I think maybe you can share with, uh, with me and with, uh, you know, other listeners and, uh, and see how that, you know, we can all compare our notes. So, what I just shared with you was like a kind of the mental state where I am, you know, you know, 
seeing that limitation. Yeah. Yep. So what I'm going to say is going to sound very pessimistic, but it's not. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only pessimistic for for people who are tied to a particular out, outcome. Mm-hmm. So if we look at even this chapter when Lao Tzu is talking about becoming, trying to, to take the place of the master carpenter, you only cut your hands. So thinking about people who, you know, look at this situation and see all of the problems that are caused by industrialism, post-industrialism, consumer culture, just ridiculous amounts of greed and corruption. And then they say, ah, I'm going to change this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be an activist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm going to go out and I'm, and I'm going to, to do X, Y, and, and Z. I mean, Lao Tzu kind of talks about doing things in a, in a contrived way. And, and really what we see is it's, it's just people who want to replace one ideology with their ideology. I mean, they probably have some, some like, for example, in our country today, you know, people who want, um, pushing democratic socialism and socialism and, and things like that. And let's say that they, these activists got control of the system and, um, now they're in charge. I mean, you've just, you've just replaced one, um, executioner with, with another who just, you know, is going to go about doing the executions in a different way. And what I mean by that is, if if they take control of the system, we know that that what has happened is that the system corrupts people's heart. It fills them with greed and power, and and it deludes them into thinking, just like Bill Gates and Steven Pinker, oh yeah, everything's great, great mm-hmm. now, like. And so these people who are activists, they're going to get in charge and, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, like everything's great now. We're we're in charge and are not going they're going to blind themselves to all the new problems mm-hmm. that they create by, you know, now that they're taking the place of the old executioner. Mm-hmm. And because they'll be the ones in charge of the system, they're going to be very they're going to be the elites. They're going to be the privileged and they're going to be able, they're going to delude themselves in the exact same way that Bill Gates and Stephen Pinker, while while not acknowledging all of the suffering that their system is going to create, and and all of the things like 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 that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, you know, yeah, if you want to be an activist, be an activist, but but don't delude yourself into thinking that once you you're the ones in charge, that you're not going to become greedy and and corrupt and deluded just like the people who are in charge of the system and and history is full of those examples right yep you gave a lot of them the crusades you know the cultural revolution and uh, like in you know the european history you know this socialist movement leading Mm -hmm. to you know the you know the soviet union right i mean uh it was kind of um advocated uh, you know, in the name of creating an ideal society, right? Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, yeah, every idea, but you end up with a lot of a misery 
you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a perfect example of these people, you know, they decide, hey, I can be, I'm going to be the master carpenter, and yeah. they end up just cutting their hands. So it, it, it wouldn't be any different today, you know. Um, then let's, does yeah. the conclusion lead to, okay, status quo, no change? So, you know, let's say that advocacy, you know, the mm -hmm. or you call it the delusion or the illusion of advocacy, of activism, mm -hmm. right? You know, that from what you're saying. Okay, so that's, that, let's say that's true. But what, where does that lead to? That does, doesn't lead to, okay, if that happens, then we just sit there and do nothing and just continue to watch this train, this, you know, continuing explore, exploitation of the current system of the common people. Kind of, yeah. I, I mean, if you... Again, because it's going back to Lao Tzu's chapter on, mm -hmm. and I do have an example. I'm going to, I'm also going to um, kind of uh, elucidate and, and why. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, no matter how many ways you rearrange the the deck chairs on the Titanic, I mean, the the outcome is is going to be the same. And until, you know, like I'm saying, like, like Lao Tzu said, we've, we've got to go back to living humanely, kind of seeing what degraded humanity, it, it's, it's all of our, our cleverness is, is what created this, you know, exponential greed, this, this lack of being able to accept our own mortality and creating all of this technology and systems to try to make us immortal when that's not how life works. That's not how, that's not how the executioner works. Na letting nature be the executioner means living simply and aligned with nature, just like Lao Tzu said, you know, small groups of people, 50 to a hundred people living locally, living simply where, you know, not in these massive civilizations, not in these massive technological constructs, that that's how you don't need activists anymore when you have 50 to 100 people who know each other intimately, who depend upon each other every day to survive, because you know we've got to cooperate, we've got to get along. There can't be anyone hoarding all of the resources there, there can't be anyone not working and contributing. We we've all got to help each other. And that's the kind of harmony that Lao Tzu has talked about over and over again in Tao Te Ching. And, and we keep wanting to have this fantasy that we can do that within these sort of grotesque um, civilizations that we've made that are just diluted and and completely like you're saying constructed upon all of these fantasies of of money of legal systems of tool tools that um create um just environmental destruction and pollution um on and on and on so so that's just not going to happen and, and Lao Tzu is very explicit in saying like yeah, that that's why I left and moved to the woods because I saw mm -hmm. how it degraded the hearts of people. Like we need to go back to living simply. So this is the example from nature that I'm I, I want to talk about as far as what can we do. 
Um, and it is just waiting because it, nature has its course. Na nature is the grand executioner and it's going to handle things on its own. I was watching um, Fantastic Fungi on mm -hmm. Netflix mm -hmm. last, last mm -hmm. night. And it talked about how the, these ant colonies, if, if an ant would get into this particular type of fungi and it would get it on itself while it was out collecting food, and it would get to the entrance of the gate that um, there would be drone um, army, like the soldier ants guarding the gate that would, in, that would, they can sense the talk, the toxin on um, the ant and they would take that ant and carry it away from the colony cut off its head so it died and then those two soldier ants would commit suicide because at that point they were contaminated too and so they would just die mm -hmm. there and and that would keep the infection from getting into the colony mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this guy he engineered this this fungi in a way to where the soldier ants couldn't detect the fungus on mm -hmm. the ant coming in and then so the ant would get into the colony and the the fungus would just spread everywhere and the whole colony would would die from mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. um and so in this case you know we've built this modern civilization now mm -hmm. but if you look at what it operates upon i mean it, it operates upon greed and selfishness and and people competing for resources not sharing not seeing the interconnectedness not not having harmony not not accepting that you know you can't fight death that you know we're going to live and we're going to die mm -hmm. as part of of nature and and just being okay with that so basically this greed and envy is the fungus that's infected the colony and is infecting everything. And then it's going to lead to the collapse of, of mm -hmm. it. I mean, there's just, there's no getting around it. I mean, you can, we can see now how it spread to China too. I mean, what, mm -hmm. I mean, what are the changes that you see in the past 30 years in, in China since they've become, <clears throat> you know, really more of a materialistic culture and, and, um, you know, are, are kind of seeking the same sort of values that Americans have for, you know, a long time. Yeah, that's true. I think that's definitely the most notice, noticeable movement, uh, I, I think, uh, in my lifetime. You know, I think, you know, materialistically or, you know, this sense of uh, consumerism that the government now is seen very dangerous. So there's like a crackdown on entertainment, mm. you know, because there's the, you know, people like the celebrities, the stars, mm. uh, it seems like, you know, they're, uh, you're not setting a role, good role model for the people. And uh, they, um, 
you know, they are on drugs as a group. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also, you know, a lot of the, uh, I mean, a lot of the bad behaviors. Um, of course, you know, behind all this, you know, you see, you know, some people are speculating, you know, government, the government is trying to divert uh, attention, you know, from other issues to focus on the big techs, the big tech companies like Tencent mm. or Alibaba mm-hmm. and, uh, and the en- entertainment industry. But, you know, as you said, you know, maybe it's just like the two sides are just part of the same thing. You know, it's just like a, one is trying to acting, is trying to act as a supreme executioner. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, um, how would you say, at the end of the day, uh, maybe, you know, certain problems are solved, but then in that attempting at a solution, new problems have yeah. arisen, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, we've kinda, yeah. yeah, there's no end to it. Right. We've created this kind of big tsunami wave because of all of this technology and this drive to, you know, live forever to keep death at bay mm-hmm. and to make our lives, you know, something that they're not. And, and now all the governments are, are pretending that they can control this tsunami wave that has been created. And it's just, yeah, they are trying to pay it works. Yeah. I think the ironic thing is throughout all this over the years, I feel the governments, uh, well, let me put it this way to some extent, I feel like the internet, the globalization create a larger force that sometimes could put a lot of the roles of the government in question. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, what I'm seeing that because of that chaos, all this unleashes, it gives the government a new call for law, law and order. Yeah. More so, control, more control. Yeah. So you never know how this, Will, will turn out whether maybe in the short term, maybe the government, there's like a the kind of a consolidation of power or maybe a, a return to a, you know, maybe a re-strengthened re, re legitimacy, right? Because the government mm-hmm. is like acting on behalf mm-hmm. of all other people, you know, poor mm-hmm. people, you yeah. know, they're going to, uh, you know, have, have that, uh, new role, or you know this this thing that this larger force is going on. Maybe you know we see the big picture, the macro picture of history, and then just like the churches, you know, yeah. at one point in time in Europe, yeah. right? It, it it was like an empire that's bigger than yeah. nation states. Yeah. Where are they now? Other mm-hmm. than the symbolic, you know, maybe. Um, symbolic tourist places, right? Yeah. In, in Rome or something. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the bigger part of history. So you, you mm-hmm. never know eventually whether after all this of a struggle and the fighting and the fuss, you know, we are still, you know, there's that big history that people, you know, Lao Tzu is always seeing, right? That people mm-hmm. find a way to live their own lives. Yeah. 
if we still can survive. <laughs> yeah, and and being aware of of that, and and you know, listening to the three treasures. I mean, e- even in the midst of that chaos, that it's just funny how Lao Tzu even saw this back when when times were nowhere near as rich as they are now. Moderation. Mm-hmm. I mean. Lao Tzu only named three treasures that he saw, you know, if, if I just follow these three treasures, that's what I need to do. Being kind to people, mm-hmm. not putting himself first mm-hmm. and, and moderation mm-hmm. and moderate. So, and imagine Lao Tzu's definition of moderation compared to our modern view of moderation. I mean, he, he would probably think even our most moderate, of people being moderate is still compared to his idea of moderation back in 400 BC. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe that's what we really need to think about. Well, what, what's, what's Lao Tzu's real view of moderation? Maybe we can talk about that sometime. Just sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely different from, you know, uh, our notion of it is maybe, especially uh, in the, you know, uh, political sense. Yeah. I think his moderation reflects how nature works because you see the, the uh, kind of when something goes to some extreme, it will come back. Yes. So that moderation is a more like a dynamic, uh, you know, it, uh, it, uh, balance or something that mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, we're trying to, uh, I think sometimes in the, in the political sense, people are still like trying to find a, you know, a posture, a posture, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. trying to kind of, uh, uh, maximize the basis, right. Of yeah. a different view. It's, it, it's like a more calculated in a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, it's contrived. Yeah. Yeah. Where Lao Tzu is really talking about like, uh, one that follows nature. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the essence of it uh, in his uh, definition or his sense of moderation. Perfect. Okay, we are coming to an end of the hour and I really enjoyed this uh, discussion, really like trying to connect what we're reading, you know, to the real world, you know, we're, we're living in, so. Look for, yeah, look forward to further discussion.